0: inflation is absolutely out of control. We know the fragile state of the U.S. dollar, but understand what it means for you. We are in for a tough year. And the spending and printing of Biden and this Fed could not be more catastrophic for the U.S. dollar and for our markets. Now, we know that Bidenflation is the real pandemic, and it is about to get worse. And that is why that I recommend that you diversify with gold and silver now. And the only company that I recommend is Allegiance Gold. My friends at Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver. You can have it delivered securely right to your door. They will also educate you on the best benefits of physical gold and gold IRAs because they care and want to build a long-term relationship with you. Allegiance Gold has the highest rating from third-party consumer protection agencies, five stars with Trustlink, and they're AAA-rated with the Business Consumer Alliance and have an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. Get $500 of free silver on a qualifying purchase when you tell them that I sent you, so do not call, click go to the website today immediately take action allegiancegold.com we cannot control the Biden administration but we can prepare for what comes next and you can prepare for ourselves and our families for future allegiancegold.com slash poso well ladies and gentlemen welcome aboard today's edition of human events daily powered by turning point usa today's top stories cbs caught spreading disinformation saying that Ukraine is to blame for U.S. inflation. We'll talk about that next up. Rebel News spoke with Candace Saro, one of the protesters who was trampled by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police Mounted Unit. Third, D.C. Mayor Bowser is deploying 800 National Guard troops in response to the U.S. Freedom Convoy as the State of the Union is set to take place next week. And finally, a Chinese news outlet has leaked its own censorship instructions on the Russia-Ukraine coverage. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily.
1: As we respond, my administration is using every tool at our disposal to protect American businesses and consumers from rising prices at the pump. As I said last week, defending freedom will have cost for us as well and here at home. We need to be honest about that. But as we will do — but as we do this, I'm going to take robust action to make sure the pain of our sanctions is targeted at the Russian economy, not ours. We're closely monitoring energy supplies for any disruption. We're executing a plan in coordination with major oil producing consumers and producers toward a collective investment to secure stability in global energy supplies. This will uh, blunt gas prices. I want to limit the pain that the American people are feeling at the gas pump. This is critical to me.
0: Oh, so I see now we've gone from wag the dog to wag the markets. To wag inflation. It's not his problem. It's not his fault. It's not ESGs. It's not the crazy borrow and spend that we've been doing. It's not the money printing. No, 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 no. And certainly not cutting domestic supply, cutting the keystone XL pipeline, stopping drilling on federal lands not allowing us to actually use our own resources in places like Alaska or the fracking in Pennsylvania, the Permian Basin. No, 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 no. This is all Ukraine's fault. Ukraine is at fault for the rising gas prices. Ukraine is at fault for the prices that you're seeing at the supermarkets, and they're the fault for the devaluation of the U.S. dollar. Cut me a break. But not only now are we hearing this from the administration, ABC CBS and I'm, I'm sure NBC will be right behind are all falling in line and saying this and CBS has the headline up Ukraine crisis is already hitting Americans wallets uh, gasoline prices could surge even higher the inflation is going up the, the uh, Russia's exports of oil and 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 the sanctions and all of this this is going to by the way yep Ukraine the supply chain crisis also Ukraine yep. Totally Ukraine. Yeah, platinum, nickel, all the diamonds, the chips. You're kidding me, right? Well, congratulations, everyone. A new scapegoat has been unlocked, right? So now they are going to use Ukraine and Russia and Putin and all the rest of this as a scapegoat for their own failed domestic policies. So congratulations. You went to wag the dog in Ukraine, but you ended up poking the bear And then the bear responded, and now you're trying to use this to— Do you actually think the American people are this stupid? Do you actually think the American people are so stupid as to not know— We can look at a graph, okay? We can see the price of oil went up the moment, the very moment, that the U.S. administration under President Biden cut domestic production. It's as simple as that. It was only a couple of years ago that we had something called— Energy independence. We were exporting LNG from the United States under President Trump. We were exporting this to the world market. We were cutting down the price of gas and the price of a barrel around the world, the price of crude. But of course, that all goes away. Remember, it was only a couple of months ago that President Biden was begging OPEC to increase production. OPEC, who's in OPEC? Oh, oh, right, Russia. <laughs> Russia is part of OPEC. So, again, like, we keep talking about this, the pipeline politics of all of it, the way that energy production has run it. Oh, and Media Matters, by the way, is coming after me, of course. Media Matters is coming after me because what did I say yesterday? I was on War Room, and I said, I said that Germany should have not listened to Greta Thunberg a 16-year-old girl, for their energy policy, they should have pursued nuclear and they should have pursued their own resources in Russia, or excuse me, in Germany, and then they wouldn't have relied on fossil fuels from Russia. Okay? Simple, right? What does media, you know, the Media Matters headline says, Posobiec blames Greta Thunberg on Russia invading Ukraine. That's not even remotely close to what I actually said. But again, they, ex- they don't expect their viewers or their readers to actually go in and listen to the laid out thought that I said. They're going to expect them to be able to clip, you know, a 10 second little soundbite. The same thing that people did to Joe Rogan recently and say, oh, well, look, you know, he's blaming this on Greta. He's crazy. He's not making any sense. I think people are checked out of it. I think they're done. I think they see the propaganda for what it is. And understand this, if the situation were hopeless, the propaganda would be unnecessary. I keep saying it from time and time again. You are winning. Our side, the side of freedom, the populists, this movement, the side of truth, is actually winning. That's why they're so scared of the truckers, and that's why they're so scared of you.
1: I got sore ribs, doesn't look like I'll be driving anytime soon. I'm still alive, I'm still here. Thank you to everyone out there, I'm okay. Bumped and bruised, and sore, but I live to stand another day. Ottawa police
0: specify on their page that nobody yesterday have been injured. What do you have to reply to the Ottawa police?
1: <laughs> That's bull Where did that other guy go? The other guy that really got stomped by the horses. Where did he go? I had the sense to get up on my own cord, but where did that guy go? Nobody has found that. Where did that guy go? When we know that Justin Trudeau say that so much good thing about the First Nation, but
0: when we look at what the people live, as you yesterday being treated like that, what is your thought?
1: How can we have trust in a prime minister that doesn't come and speak to the people?
0: So what you just heard there is an interview from the great Rebel News They've been able to sit down with Candace Serrow. She goes by Candy. And this is the woman that you saw in those very disturbing videos coming out of Ottawa last week. She is an Aboriginal Mohawk. She resides in Mohawk territory in Hastings County. She was in Ottawa protesting the vaccine mandates when she was trampled. And yes, we are going to use that word, trampled, because that's what it is. Words mean things and words matter. That's why, by the way, When the fact checkers come in, they fight so hard tooth and nail over every single word you use because when they are deployed, they are deployed to do so to uphold a narrative. They are trying to disrupt something that they realize, a truthful narrative, right? actual facts and information that have gone out that are unapproved. So if it's an unapproved narrative that goes out, they come out to fight it. That's why you saw people trying to go after the fact that she was trampled. I think CTV up in Canada said something. um, Woman's, I'll never forget this headline. Woman recovers after collision with horse. Collision with horse. So remember, she's on a mobility scooter. If you haven't seen these videos yet, she's on a mobility scooter. She's standing in the crowd. The horses charge into the crowd. The mounted, not by themselves, obviously, the mounted units, the police officers that are on the horses go into the crowd. And I've been to a lot of protests, I've been to a lot of demonstrations going back. I think the first one I really remember that had mounted units like that was the Philadelphia RNC all the way back in 2000, so 22 years ago. Uh, I was working down the city for a construction firm there and we were working on this, uh, uh, this restaurant and I remember seeing you know a lot of road closures, a lot of protests, and certainly a lot of mounted units. I never saw and I've ne- I, to this day, I've never seen mounted units, even all the way up to the DNC, the DNC that was held in Philadelphia in 2016, which I was also at, had massive protests from the Green supporters, the Burning Bros. There were mounted units, but the mounted units held back, right? They were an intimidation force, and they were meant to try to help stabilize the crowd. They never charged into the crowd like they did here in Ottawa. Yet that's what we saw. And so Candy Cerro, She didn't charge at the horse. She didn't collide with the horse, right? That's not how that works. She wasn't, you know, revving up her motor scooter and then driving at the horse at, at top speed, right? Three miles an hour. No, she was trampled. And it's very interesting to understand how the mainstream media covers this sort of thing. So you've got a situation here where an actual indigenous woman, right? Native American, we would say in the United States is attacked by officers, a victim, yes, by the way, of what we would call, I think, Black Lives Matter here in the U.S. would call that police brutality. And so if the situation were changed, if there were any other issue that they were protesting over, she would be a star. She would be on every TV show. The regime would put her across all of your screens, all your tablets. Her name would be trending. They'd give her a holiday. They'd be naming streets after her. But instead, they act now as if she doesn't even exist. They wanna act as if that didn't even happen. They wanna go and turn around and say that Vladimir Putin is an authoritarian and we have to stop him and we can't allow him to do these things in Ukraine. Okay. But are we any better? Right? And this is the issue that when you go down this road of regime politics that we've been fighting for, so long against that we don't want to go down this road. We want to go down the road of freedom and prosperity for our own people here. When America is strong, when Canada is strong, it's safer for our people and it's more prosperous for our people. But instead, we're going after people's bank accounts, their social media accounts, spreading propaganda, censoring people, arresting people, holding people without bail. Vladimir Putin didn't do these things. Vladimir Putin didn't order a mounted unit to charge into a crowd and trample Sero. That was Justin Trudeau. That was done in Ottawa. This wasn't in the Eurasian landmass. This wasn't thousands of miles away. This is right across the Great Lakes. This is right here on the continent where we live. You saw the Millennial had the headline yesterday, 65% of Americans in the Democratic Party support what Trudeau is doing. You people better wake up, and you better wake up fast. So remember, by the way, folks, how do you fight back in all of this? How do you support patriots? How do you support American workers? Go to MyPillow.com POSO. You can go, you know your money is going to a good place. You've seen that Lindell is supporting the truckers. He's supporting the workers. You can go, and by the way, you get yourself a great product as well. MyPillow.com poso POSO.
1: My name is Ted Nugent. I'm the Motor City truck and guitar player. I got my own truck and I'm gonna <laughs> join these truckers. These guys stand up for the best of humanity. It's really quite simple. You hear all this talk about we're divided. There's divisive. Well, of course we are. I'm divided between good against evil and dishonesty and rot and criminal corruption, which describes, you know, Fidel Jr. up there in the snowland. Those are great, great people up there. They live by work ethic and being the best that they can be. And certainly that describes the truckers here in America. I mean, I have campfires every hunting season with the Teamsters and
0: with those truck drivers. I know these guys. I am these guys. I got a big Zebra Ford Bronco with 900 horsepower that gets exactly 600 yards to the gallon. So I'm going to go join those guys. The new headline is this. The American People's Convoy is getting ready to roll. 1,000 trucks, we're told, are beginning an 11-day drive from California to D.C. to protest COVID mask and vaccine mandates. We're also hearing now that the D.C. National Guard is going to be called up, that Bowser has put in their request, Mayor Bowser has put in this request, and that this is all hurtling towards the State of the Union on one march next week. President Biden will be giving that from the U.S. Capitol. Now, look, I got to say, folks, this is something where I really need to urge caution. A U.S. convoy is not the same thing as a Canadian convoy. The Canadian convoy was very successful, extremely successful. You had the moral upper hand. They were able to make that stand peacefully and respectfully in multiple locations across the country for about three weeks on end. All right, here's the difference. A US convoy will be infiltrated immediately. You will get agitators, possibly people with ties to federal agencies coming into this. It is a recipe for all sorts of agitation. And we're not talking about Vladimir Putin's false flags in Ukraine. No, no, no. By the way, I love how it's amazing that, so um, the regime will say that anything that happens in Ukraine is a false flag from Vladimir Putin. But if anything happens in the United States, and you suggest that it might be a false flag, even if federal agencies we find out are involved, we'll know that's crazy and false flags never happen. Remember when McMaster, I played this clip on, uh, on Twitter when uh, HR McMaster was on Joe Rogan and they asked him about January 6th and Rogan said, hey, do you think that there were some agitators there? Do you think there were people that may have infiltrated that crowd? And McMaster's immediate response was, the Russians? Was it the Russians? Right, because this is how Uh, most generals in the United States are trained to think, right? Or I should say trained to not think. They're trained to regurgitate. So they're told one narrative again and again and again. There's no critical thinking there. There's you're given a set of circumstances, and then you pick and choose one of those which fits what you think is the situation. There's no critical thinking of, you know, why would— Russia, you know, do something like that. Doesn't doesn't make any sense. It certainly doesn't support any of their goals or aims, but it doesn't matter. Because this is some this is how he's been trained to react. This is how McMaster's been trained to react. So we've got the people's convoy coming. The National Guard is already deployed. You uh, know, in in uh, Washington, DC. They're getting spun up. Here's what I suggest. Because people are saying, well, Posto, oh, hold on, you know, we want to do something. We don't want to just come down. All right, that's fine. You know what I saw in New York yesterday? In New York yesterday, there was a protest outside the Canadian consulate, and people were driving by honking. Love it. Come to the U.S. Embassy here in the United States, here in uh, Washington, D.C., and start honking there. Go across all the Canadian consulates and just start honking. And wave the Canadian flag and the American flag. Come out and do that. And truckers, you will be far more effective in terms of any of this with a nationwide truck out called a park off. It's a strike. Just go on strike. Just park your truck. Just park your truck. And then you post a video to social media saying, I'm parking my truck. And, you say, and then you say, President Biden, truck off. That's all you got to do. So you po- use the power of social media to increase your footprint nationwide.
1: We need to work together to safeguard global peace and tranquility. Security of a country should not come at the expense of that of another country. And security of a region cannot be realized by beefing up military blocks. The idea of ex- exclusive security and absolute security must be rejected. We all must guard against and oppose any attempt for a new Cold War and strive for a world of enduring peace. So what you're
0: hearing there is China's foreign minister responding to this crisis in Ukraine And it's very interesting because what he's saying is, and we saw this also from the Chinese Foreign Ministry, the CCP put this out this morning. They said, Taiwan is not Ukraine. Taiwan is an integral part of China and always has been, period, full stop. So understand, and I I laid this out yesterday on War Room, and I can expound on it here. China cannot publicly support what's going on in Ukraine. And they cannot publicly support Vladimir Putin in his support for the separatists of Donbass and Donetsk. Why is that? China, the CCP, they support a policy called territorial integrity. They've always stated this. This is their stated goal for uh, their reasoning that they can hold Tibet, Xinjiang, and then eventually try to reincorporate Taiwan back into the Chinese mainland. Interestingly enough, by the way, Taiwan still, if you remember the podcast we did a couple of weeks ago talking about the Taiwan situation and explaining it, Taiwan's government, the Republic of China, also considers themselves to hold sovereignty over the rest of mainland China as the rightful government. So they declare they were the former government, the Republic of China, okay, for the rest of uh, the entire mainland. Now, obviously, that's not the situation. And so the status quo has always been this one of kind of strategic ambiguity. Same deal with the American uh, policy towards the situation. So the one China policy doesn't necessarily mean that you support Beijing or Taiwan. It's very ambiguous, very vague, by purpose, by design. The CCP does not support separatism. Russia, in this instance, Putin is saying that he supports separatism for Donbass and he's using NATO's arguments for Kosovo against them back in the 90s, okay? Massive wedge issue. And if American leaders were smart, they would be using this and exploiting this situation to drive a wedge and break up any kind of alliance between the CCP and Moscow. It would be very easy to do this it would be simple. It wouldn't even take much. You could put out some resolutions and take care of it. But of course, they're not going to do that because our leaders are idiots. And now listen to this. We just got a leak from uh, Business Insider has the article. An accidental post on Tuesday revealed a Chinese media outlet's instructions on Russia-Ukraine coverage. The post noted that no anti-Russia content should be published and also no pro-Western content, right? So they're trying to keep as much strategic distance as they can on this issue because they are walking a tightrope. They know that they cannot say they support Russia's independence for Donetsk because if they were to do so, the very next step would be Taiwan declaring independence. And they would say, well, we are using your standard, the same standard that you set there. Do you get how that works? Now, the same issue though is that we have a weak, administration, we have a weak foreign policy, our military has been degraded, and it's not just degradation from an equipment side. It's degradation of a mindset. The Russian military has tanks. We'll wait till they see our diversity training. Well, that's all the time we have here, Human Events Daily. Remember our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. Same time every day. This is your Daily Briefing, I wanted to send a special message out, Um, got some news before the show today that a good friend and a patriot, Rich Higgins, was a U.S. Army major, an American patriot, 20-year veteran, U.S. Army, and a member of Trump's National Security Council passed away this morning, Uh, had complications after surgery, was in the hospital for a long time. So our prayers go out to Rich, to his wife Karen, to their four children, We will keep up the fight. Today's history break, today, February 23rd, 1945, the raising of the flag on Mount Suribachi. Remember our history. Remember who we are. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.